Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Welcome to another brilliant edition of Plank of the Week. We are here in our resplendent studio. I have the plank here with me, and I have my two glamorous assistants to my left, Mr. Kevin O'Sullivan, Ms. Dawn Neeson. You might notice, those of you who are a bit eagle-eyed, that we've got a slight change in the set this week, because last week uh, we had some tape, you might remember, running down the side of this little... Um, big you know, changes this week. We haven't big got changes. Tape. We've taken the tape off, right? We're going uh, bareback, I think they call it, don't they, in the business? <laughs> not sure no you tape. can say that. I think you can. We don't need any tape anymore. We're free. We've just got these um, little dividers between us so we don't um, uh, in any way give ourselves any kind of problem. Now, uh, Kevin is, uh, I think, going to kick us off this week with his first plank nomination. Uh, my nomination uh, for Plank of the Week, the first nomination, is Michael Gove. Oh, yes. Uh, the first Tory time this year, cabinet uh, mm. parrot who is responsible for our continued lockdowns because he's obsessed with them. Mm. Uh, but what I took particular exception to was his attack last week on that excellent MP, uh, Sir Desmond Swain, yes. the Tory backbencher. Very popular on talk radio, uh, Sir Desmond. Uh, isn't it? Suddenly, out of nowhere, for no apparent reason, uh, Michael Gove went on to television and said Sir Desmond must apologise for remarks he made three months ago, back yeah. in November, right. uh, where he suggested that uh, death rates, NHS statistics were being manipulated. Uh, now, whether or not that's correct, I think is beside the point. Uh, we're talking about an MP uh, exercising his freedom of speech. The point is, this is a Tory government that this this year, uh, at long last, rather late in the day, has declared war on wokery, mm. on the pernicious advance and rise and rise of woke culture, and also particularly on the vile practice of cancel culture. Yeah. What Michael Gove is doing to Sir Desmond Swain, because Sir Desmond has the temerity to challenge government policy, uh, to say perhaps they are not going the right way about tackling the virus, Perhaps lockdowns are not the answer. Uh, what Michael Gove is trying to do, and for, ha- for having the temerity to say that, is to cancel him. It's going through the whole process. First, you must apologise. Yeah. You must atone for your sins in public and then we will get round to punishing yes. you. And then, after that, and then after that we'll make sure you never say anything like that ever again. Exactly. How is the Tory party going to tackle and get rid of, rid us of the scourge of cancel culture when they're practising it themselves? Mm. Michael Gove Start acting like a conservative. Start protecting freedom of speech and stop practising cancel culture. Mm. And for not doing all three of those things, you are Plank of the Week. 
Dawn, who's your number one? Right, OK. Well, two words. Sadiq Khan, give him the blank now. <laughs> right, we're off. That's it, bye. Sadiq Khan. Let's go to I mean, the pub. Oh, we can't This is a pub. bloke, by the way, who even when he's not nominated, somehow manages to <laughs> stay in the top ten. I, I so try to avoid it. I so try to come up with someone different. Any case, however, Sadiq this week um, has been boasting about commissioning a special report into how COVID-19 has been devastating for London's economy. Really? Retail, has hospitality, it? culture and nighttime industries hit the hardest. Really? Well, wait a minute. Hold yeah. on. Just walk through the city, mate. Mm. He evidently used taxpayers' money to pay for a group of researchers to discover that he has screwed London over yeah. in a right royal style. This is the same guy who paid millions and millions and millions and millions of pounds to rip up the streets to put in exactly. a load of illegal exactly. cycle and, loads. And, and congestion charge seven and days these, a week And to these low-traffic neighbourhoods, right? Which are now causing... Well, the judges have said that it's unlawful. Mm -hmm. They've said at uh, at TFL, Transport for London, they're not going to rip up the cycle lanes yet because they're appealing. So I don't mean that means they look nice. I mean, they're appealing the case. Um, And so they're going to try and drag it out for as long as possible, obviously. (laughs) But like Kenzie's High Street, which had to reverse its decision and pull them up, you know, all of them that have been put in are put in unlawfully, as are these low-traffic neighbourhoods, which are causing massive country. problems. All over the country. Look, I, 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 I know problems. this is quite London-centric, but a lot of the cities in this country have a similar problem with mayors. Sadiq yeah. just seems to be yeah. um, head and shoulders, yeah. not literally, obviously, he's tiny, yeah. um, above all of them. I mean, you know, it's, it's like... But now begging for more money from the government. That's all he does. The, exactly. When he's the one, this isn't COVID destroying the city. No. This is actually his decisions destroying mm. our city. Well, and this is the same the guy who refused to give um, proper protection to, to bus drivers, yep. people who worked on the trains. Yep, absolutely. Then told everybody not to travel on the trains. Yep. Then told everybody to travel on the trains. Yeah. Then told them not to travel and on the trains. And at the same again. time as cutting the number of services down so people were crowded together yep. on the trains and has bankrupted them as right. well at the same time. Um, as you said you know the, the, the traffic regulations now seven days a week you know you, if you if you can't if you're vulnerable and until 10 o'clock at night at well. 10 o'clock at night and if you're vulnerable traveling on public transport you need to drive yeah. into your work yeah. if you still have to go to work and you can't do that because you can't afford to now he's turned london into a ghost town he has and the fact that he didn't realize that he'd done that i mean that makes him far. also was he not a great supporter of the curfew as well the he 10 o'clock a, Mike, shutting down he, of pubs when they were actually open vociferously vociferously argued against having any establishments open any bars any clubs anything shut them down shut them down stay home yeah. save lives da, 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 da. you're killing nurses on the front line etc etc and then he goes oh no I really feel for the hospitality industry what have we done it's like what have you done mate right. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm going to follow on from Kevin's uh, remarks about Desmond Swain because the original reason for putting Angela Rayner on this list was, uh, for me, the fact that she had attacked Desmond Swain because she'd found some uh, far-right group, supposedly, that he'd been talking to, which turned out not to be a far-right group. It just turned out to be a group of people who didn't agree with Angela Rayner about very much. <laughs> well, um, and he said, uh, as, right group, as he yeah. told Julia Hartley Brewer, he didn't say anything to anyone uh, who didn't that he hadn't said in the House of Commons, right? Yeah. But all of that aside, because you've already explained that situation, um, what was actually worse for me was the release of the figures this week of the front bench of the Labour Party and their expenses claims, not least uh, people like Angela Rayner, mm-hmm. who apparently claimed £30,952.98, pence, which is all very well. You know, I don't object to did people claiming expenses. Did she travel among expenses. the people or did she but go she in the posh class? Uh, including t- 1,600 quid on 23 first-class railway tickets. Why, now, first class? Why? Why do they have to go first class? Well, they don't. They really don't. And as somebody pointed out to me, if you're travelling currently on trains, there's They're hardly empty. anybody on them. So if you're going to tell me you need to go into first class to stop being you, you know, harassed by the public, 
Well, then, excuse me, there aren't any members of the public on the you bleeding train. You can sit wherever you want. And who's yeah. going to harass her in any case? I mean, they should really have a rule, I think. I mean, I'm quite happy for people to have expenses, even though I'm not allowed to have them anymore as a, as a single, um, you know, uh, independent company. That You can barely charge anything. No, 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 I know, absolutely, tax man, yeah. right? But she, you would think, being such a socialist, would, one, want to travel second class because she shouldn't surely want to travel with the elite in first class. Huh. Also... How about they have this system in Parliament where you pay for a second-class ticket and you cover that if you're the Parliamentary Expenses Board. And if you want to jump up to first class, you pay the rest. Top it up, yeah. Because the other thing was, Lisa Nandy, right, she paid £20 for hand sanitizer. You can buy charge that. hand sanitizer. She charged that. It gets worse. Lucy Powell charged her television licence to the taxpayer. So what? these are the same people who are more than happy to let it become a fact that if you're older than 65, you still have to pay for your licence. And in fact, or 75, isn't it? 75. Uh, and in fact, if you don't pay it, you might have to go to prison. Right? She's charging the taxpayer for her so, 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 television so, 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 licence. So hold on. My mum, 75 plus, is going to pay for her TV licence... Yeah. Because she's a taxpayer and she's claiming it now. Yes. I mean, it is I would use a belief. very rude word, but I'm not It beggars belief. Mm. And so, I mean, I could have put the entire front bench of the Labour Party in there. And it's true to say that Tories also have been doing some bad charging on their expenses. But they're not the ones making out that the rich are all bad. Well, they're not the champagne not socialists, the champagne socialists like Angela Rayner, famously, as I oh. said earlier, uh, calling Tory MPs scum in the House of Commons, for which she was roundly criticised. You know, I mean, the woman is just a total and upper hypocrite. She's me. a first-class hypocrite. She's a first-class oh. hypocrite, very good, and a first-class plank. So there you go, Angela. And she's also blocked me on Twitter, which I think, as the deputy leader of a political party in this country, you should not absolutely, is not no, something not that you should be doing. This is not a good look. I mean, you know, if she had any brains, she would have muted me, then I would never have known. Because that's <laughs> yeah, what I well, think exactly. David Lammy's done, because he never answers any of my tweets. But first he hasn't class, blocked me. What is she? This is a, a first-class scrounger, Labour dip is not the ticket. <laughs> Very good. There well done. Go. Who's your second one, Kevin? Uh, my second one uh, is Nicola Sturgeon, uh, for a variety of reasons, though, but mainly her disgraceful uh, support of the EU against the interests of Britain during the vaccine debacle as Ursula von der Leyen and her ho- <laughs> we like that one. Uh, and her hopeless Brussels acolytes made a complete mess of the vaccine rollout in Europe. They failed to order any. Uh, and when it was revealed that we'd ordered many millions and the Europeans could do nothing but watch the vaccines going out of European factories, making their way for Britain, what did uh, van der Leyen do? She tried to stop it. She tried to stop 3.5 million vaccines that were on their way to Britain to uh, inoculate the old and the vulnerable. Uh, and she also just closed down the Irish border. And what did Nicola Sturgeon do throughout this? She supported not the British, not actually Scottish old and vulnerable people who would have benefited from these 3.5 million vaccines, but she supported the people who were trying to stop them getting here. Uh, and what did she do? As it soon swiftly emerged uh, that the EU was in the wrong, she went all quiet. Uh, what did she say at the outset? She said, uh, I'm going to publish the contract between AstraZeneca and the British government Mm. to prove that Boris is in the wrong here. Uh, And uh, van der Leyen said exactly the same. Uh, It must be the case that Nicola Sturgeon did not read that contract. It must be the case. Because Mm. that contract 
utterly and completely exonerated AstraZeneca. Mm. What that contract effectively said was, uh, well, you've come to us at least three months too late, uh, but certainly uh, we will do our very best to get as many vaccines to you mm. as we can under the circumstances because you were so late. Yeah. Hasn't it come it to said- something, by the way, when you look at two big organisations, one's political, one's commercial, and it's the political one that's doing all yeah. the slithering yeah. around yeah. Yeah. and yeah. the telling yeah. of falsehoods, yeah. when normally you'd expect the kind of commercial sector to be the one yeah. sort of not exactly playing so, so, honestly. Absolutely. It's incredible, so, isn't it? So Nicola never published that uh, contract because it would have exposed uh, the EU as being in the wrong and not Britain. Uh, and then she went to ground. Didn't really mm. hear from her for days on end. Yeah. I, feel, I still think she must, as a matter of urgency, uh, clarify her position. Did she support the bid by Ursula van der Leyen and the European Commission to block the transport of 3.5 million mm. vaccines mm. destined not only for British, Scottish uh, but people, old and the vulnerable, but the old and the vulnerable in Scotland. Did she try and block that? Was well, she in favour of the yes. EU doing that uh, at the expense of poor, old and vulnerable people in Scotland? Well, she's come it's out in sympathy, doesn't she? Because Scottish vaccine rollout has come to its lowest exactly. number of daily jabs. Yeah. And this is also the woman, a pound shop Jimmy Cranky, basically, we're talking about. She's actually overseen the highest alcohol-related death rate yeah. in Scotland mm. for years. Right. She's also seen, I mean, I think Edinburgh is the capital in Europe for mm. drugs deaths. Yeah. I mean, she's not got well, much to shout about. She's put about. the price of booze up. Well, yeah, yeah she exactly. She raised the price of every but, unit I mean, of booze it, to stop people drinking. So they, they return to taking drugs. Well, exactly. I mean, this woman has nothing to shout about. I mean, she talks utter chops up the whole time. rubbish. And, yeah. and, you know, and then that, you know, going back to the very start of this pandemic, that Nike conference that was in Edinburgh as well, and she covered Which that Which she didn't up. tell anybody about. She, that well, was that's a the other up. thing. That's the other thing. That there's, there's cover-up written all over the Scottish yes. political system because, unfortunately... The, 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 the sort of the people uh, who run the media in Scotland are all very much in the SNP's pocket, I, I and do, it seems as though nobody is willing to criticise them at all. I yeah. do not understand. She is her attitude to the whole vaccine thing, as Kev has just said, is actually killing Scottish vulnerable people. Mm. How can they not see through this woman? Yeah. At all? And Outrageous. if you talk about the uh, the government in Westminster being more than uh, enthusiastic about kind of continuing with lockdowns and things, I mean it's much worse in Scotland mm. because there are people up there. Don't forget, she's the woman who banned singing in the pub. Right when the pubs were open, you weren't allowed to listen to music, and you weren't allowed uh, to talk loudly because no. that's why they banned it. They said, "Well, if there's music playing, you'll be talking more loudly, spreading more of the COVID." Yeah, and then she was pictured standing in the pub without a mask on, talking to people. I know it is extraordinary, absolutely Stupid. extraordinary. Uh, Very way, good. If I was uh, Boris, I'd, I'd say to her, "You want Indie Ref to have it tomorrow?" Yeah. Oh, go on, go right ahead. Mm. She'd lose. Yeah, I wonder if that's and she true. She knows it. They yeah. just announced, by the way, that today uh, they're going to start doing managed quarantine for all travellers. And I bet you any money, I haven't seen the detail of this, but I bet you any money they'll be quarantined if you come from England. I bet of course they will, absolutely. Just get the wall up, love. Do us all a favour. <laughs> OK, Dawn, who's your second oh, one? Oh, gosh. Um, right, OK. Well, I Comes know, around look, fast. This, I know, I know. Uh, this is going to be another shocker for people, but it's Prince Harry. <laughs> <laughs> but with a bit of help from Meghan, I mean, they've both done separate things this well, week. Well, do you know, did, so you, see, I don't yeah, know did you see that story about the name changes? Well, this and is the thing. Names. So Who has that many names? Well, I mean, you know, but this is... I'm going to go with Harry, I think. And this is for his over-egging. 
excuse me, recent libel action against the mail on Sunday. Um, basically, took the mail on Sunday um, to court because they claimed that he wrongly claimed, obviously wrongly, wrongly claimed, wrongly claimed that he had turned his back on the Royal Marines, which you know, yeah, well, you moved. Well, I mean, well, he, I mean, he kind of has, Marines hasn't he? from California, you know, obviously, but you no know, wrongly claimed. So any he sued them libel, um, and it has been settled. And but the judge has been so harsh on Harry, correctly so. I mean, the mm. judge literally called him a blank. And this is the bit what we don't really? hear quite often on the news because the news kind of cuts it down yes, and goes. Exactly. Prince Harry's won substantial damages from the Man on Sunday. Ooh, Everybody assumes then the Man on Sunday horrible, bad, nasty yeah. papers. Yeah. Well, in any case, uh, the judge goes, "Well, your lawyers have manifestly disproportionate charged you thirty-five thousand pounds." So basically, the judge ordered the newspapers should only pay two thousand five hundred pounds. Oh wow. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So that would be considered by some in the legal profession to not be a big win. It's not a big win in any way, shape, or form. And the ginger winger has been left to pay the remaining. 32,500 bills. Megan won't be happy. Megan will not be happy. Back in the doghouse. Right rollicking when he goes home, won't he? He'll have um, to make another sitcom for Netflix. <laughs> yeah. He'll be alive oh. for a decade. Oh, another one of those Actually, amazing Spotify yeah, yeah, podcasts. They've got a great sense of humour, Harry and Meghan. Actually, they're really funny, their comedy shows. Yeah. Thinking about it, we should have a whip round, because I just can't bear any more broadcasts from Harry well, and Meghan. Well, listen, how much is their legal bill going to be by the end of this year? Because by the time they finish paying off oh, all these huge. legal teams that they've got, yeah. I mean, blimey, you're talking in yeah. the millions, aren't yeah, you? But, but the Meghan line was quite good as well, wasn't it? It was like, you know, the, uh, um, the birth certificate yes. for... Archie she's taken Rachel name. as her name out of oh. the pr- proceedings. Is that because she's, uh, yeah, a, is she's somehow her Royal Highness in she it? Wants because to swap it with for Duchess. Yeah, yeah. it was it was a royal protocol, and, and Buckingham Palace by uh, someone who's very close to them, i.e., probably the Queen on the phone, saying. No, nothing to do with us. Yes. We didn't do that. It's Kensington well, listen, Manager, I spoke to Angie Levin about this on Monday, and she was saying she actually put a call into the palace yeah. to say, you know, have you authorised this? And they said, oh, you'll have to talk to their people. Yeah. Uh, they hadn't authorised it at all. Nothing so to do with this at all. Nothing to do with it. Aren't they today saying that she's not, not actually telling the truth about Well, them, I mean, clearly. I mean, he's now also calling himself on the, new, on the newly named birth uh, document. For some reason, they're not calling it a birth certificate. I don't know what that means. Oh, I don't know whether it's not a birth certificate. Um, Maybe the kid isn't even real. We haven't seen it, have we? Well, I mean, seen a toe and a nose. <laughs> There's your first conspiracy theory. Obviously, for purposes of the legal uh, people, Phantom uh, we don't want to be sued by Megan <laughs> Harry. So I'm what? not saying that. I've only seen um, a toe and a nose. What yeah, are you well, saying? I mean, it's you a may think they've got a phantom baby, but I couldn't possibly comment. <laughs> he hasn't got any friends. The phantom baby, anyway. Yeah, uh, but the thing is, he's calling himself. He's changed it to His Royal Highness, right? Now, excuse me. I thought, they I thought he didn't anymore. want to be in the royal no. family. You can't go around calling yourself His Royal Highness if you're not in the royal family. You're not in the royal family. I mean, I might as well change my name to His Royal Highness, Mike Graham. And you'd all have to call me that, wouldn't you? Yeah. Well, mm. no. 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 If you're in the royal family, all you've got to do is hang on to it, uh, those titles. You know? Yes. And they mean a lot to them. Uh, the rest of us don't even understand. I know. They are. I know. Absolutely bizarre. In any case, but His Royal Highness so is, is it, coming over is it, in his so summer, it, Yeah, Harry. So mm. it's Harry on his own, is it? Harry, yeah. Okay, excellent stuff. Grateful for small mercies. Yes. Now, I'm going to introduce somebody who's never been in Plank of the Week before no. and who may never, ever be in it again. It's an ordinary member of the British public. Uh, it's a woman in Scotland by the name of Sophia Collins, right? Now, you've probably never heard of her, but uh, you will hear of her probably for the next few days because you know how Twitter is. It tends to find people to have a little storm about. Mm. She created a Twitter storm uh, by putting out the most ridiculous tweet I think I've seen in a long time. It's a picture of the inside of her fridge, right, um, in which um, she's holding one what, what block... What point does that sound like a good idea? One block of butter, right? And in the background you can see a second block of butter and some other items on a shelf. And the butter itself is salted British butter. It's got a Union Jack on it, sold in Morrison's, right? Okay. She says this, I don't actually need my fridge to be a UKIP advert, thanks Morrison's. 
now, salted butter. How lower yeah. middle class of her. I know, absolutely. Now, call me old-fashioned. I did a bit of research around this particular you butter into issue. Butter I did. <laughs> and do you know that Tesco's also have a British butter, which also has a Union Jack on it, okay. and the ones that are sold Quite in Aldi... a good Aldi, way of denoting British, well, British isn't it? I think, yeah. 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 One of the reasons it's being done at the moment is because people are trying to promote British farming, which you yeah. think if you were British, you might quite like. But, of course, here's the clue, because she lives in Edinburgh. Right. So she doesn't presumably consider herself to be British. She rather instead pre- pre- considers herself to be Scottish but, or possibly European. But the, the salt air is part of the Union flag, it isn't is. it? It's the, the sort of the blue bit, it I is. thought. So when was the last time you went into a shop that only had one brand of butter? <clears throat> well, yeah, well, she obviously brought it. There are places fridge. in Borough Market, fine enough, which only sell one brand of butter from a particular farm. Well, my point is, is if she doesn't like butter with a yeah. Union Jack on it, get another butter. Yes. Why did, yeah, why did she buy it? Well, why did you yeah. buy it? Indeed, I mean... Put it in her fridge and make If it's in her fridge, yeah. and as some people have pointed out, why did she have two packets of it? Yeah. I mean, who buys two packets <laughs> of Maybe butter? Maybe it was two for the price of one, so you get doubly offended. Yeah, it's possible. Yeah. She later put out some tweet about crisps being evil. So <laughs> I'm not quite sure where she's coming from, this woman. Um, but she's going to disappear up her own backside like the old dodo bird pretty soon because right. she's now... I can't even see I'm, her I'm, original I'm sure tweet. she's probably a lovely lady. Maybe she's just I a bored. Think so. We're all locked down. I mean, you've got to look in the fridge yeah. and... Create I mean, fun with I'm her. sure she's not a lovely lady. Is it possible that there's somebody trolling her in the Morrisons in Edinburgh? So whenever she orders butter, they just send her the British one. <laughs> just send her the other one. Don't, can, don't worry about that. There's a very nice, I've got a nice Irish one at home, actually. Kerrygold. Mm, yeah. It's lovely. Very other nice, butters yeah. are also available. Mm, yeah. I like Anchor, actually. <laughs> that's a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> do you like Anchor? I do. Anchor's, do you? anchor's spreadable. Stop. You see, that's very low. Anchor, anchor's spreadable. Also because it comes from Wiltshire, I'm where I used to live. Are you? Lurpak. Yeah. Lurpak's foreign, isn't it? Yes. Yes, you I see. I quite like President. That's a French I, one. OK. That's a bit... I still see myself as a European. I didn't know this was going to turn into another artsy <laughs> show. God's sake. I mean, I'm trying to present this woman as a bit of a crazy woman. Anyway, she's my second nomination, Sophia Collins. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Who's your third? Uh, well, another regular and an old favourite, uh, Sir Keir Starmer. Oh, yes. Oh. I think he's the kind of guy, you know, in, in newspapers where they put uh, uh, quotation marks around the sir. He, he really deserves it, doesn't he? Sir Keir Starmer. I, I wonder if we could take that away. Should there not be... <laughs> do you know how they have that... United. Yeah. Do you know then they have the, 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 sort of the birthday honours list? Should yeah. you not be able to have some that you can t- say... You take five away. 
yeah, just get rid of five. Great idea. I we think that's a good we idea. Know who to come to first, Mr. Starmer? Yeah. Um, no, the reason I've chosen him uh, is because this incessant uh, labour approach to the coronavirus problem, mm. and it is basically this: as we were saying earlier, if you want proper op- opposition to the l- government's policies. Uh, you have to look to the government backbenches, the brave yeah. uh, Tory MPs who are questioning whether or not lockdowns are the right way forward, who are worried about the ramifications and the terrible effects of lockdowns in terms of employment, schools, health, etc. Uh, that's where the opposition's come from. Uh, Labour just go, oh, Boris Johnson, he's an eaten, he's an eaten snob and he's terrible, uh, but we'll do everything he says. We'll yes. back everything he does. Right. Uh, but what uh, the nuance of the really... <coughs> infuriates me about um, Starmer. He basically says, do everything that Boris said, only if we did, did it, we'd do it more. Yes. It's, a, it's anything uh, Boris can do, we could, we could do better. Yes. We could have, so, yeah. So Boris is now, you know, I, I would tend to agree locking down the borders rather too late, but at least he's doing it now. Yeah, but they're so saying he's not doing it quickly enough. He's not enough. doing enough. Yeah. No, he's, he's not, not doing, doing it quickly well, enough. I mean, he but, want, no, no, Keir wants to lock, close down our borders to the whole world. Yeah. Uh, so everyone's got this kind of idea now because Australia closed its borders there's this sort of ludicrous idea if you close your borders you will beat Covid yeah. so nothing to do with nobody it nobody goes to Australia beat it. nobody goes well, there it's a completely yeah. different society yeah. isn't it I mean yeah. they sort of like you know one security guard who was working one of the quarantine hotels happened to be test positive I wonder how he got it yeah. um, was that the one shut... that was doing all the um, yeah probably in, and they've shut the whole city down because one person yeah but that's what they do. I mean, I was talking to somebody in the office the other day who's got friends there, and they had three cases, I think, in, in somewhere like Brisbane, and it shut the whole city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely. Well, Perth, yeah. I mean, Perth is shut down because one milkman got it. Yeah. One. Right. One. They so, I mean, those comparisons are pointless. Like, yeah. But it's also, like the other thing with old Keir Starmer, right, um, and he got well taken to task, I think, last week at Prime Minister's Questions, because Boris, whenever he asked him a straight question, he could never answer uh-huh. it, because uh-huh. he doesn't have, actually, opinions of his own. No, no, when he was just... asked, can you tell us whether you think schools are safe, he wouldn't say. No. Because he's upset that uh, you might worry the unions by well, saying the wrong thing. He's terrified of upsetting the unions, yeah. isn't he? That's his problem. Right. I mean, and that's why... I mean, all you've got to do to beat him is ask him a straight I question. Mean, yeah, and he's a barrister. And people go on about, oh, you know, what a great improvement on Jeremy Corbyn is. Well, which, that's true. Which, Mate, that which, is true. You know, my dog would be an improvement <laughs> on Jeremy Corbyn. <laughs> Uh, actually, it'd be a lot better. It'd be an improvement on Keir Starmer. He would, actually, yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> Starmer, uh, it's, it's quite a remarkable feat that he's actually behind Boris Johnson in the poll. Yeah. Well, how yeah. is that and even why possible? Are Labour, why are Labour behind the Tories? Because they're useless. Do you do that? No. They're completely no. useless. Yeah. And, I mean, because, and it's because of this, 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 that their only policy is to call Boris some names... Uh, t- say he was too late to start the lockdowns mm. when he was totally... Uh, it's, it was totally excusable that he dragged his heels a bit because it was... Yeah, but Starmer's changed his position. doing something absolutely unprecedented. But also he's changed his position about yeah, ten times, yeah. Starmer. Uh, and now, you know, everything Boris says, and so, oh, well, we agree with it, only we do it mm. more. Yeah. Well, that's it, that, that's all the way through. We'd have done it bigger, better, faster, right. harder. Yeah. Yeah. And also, when you look at Starmer and you see how he runs his own party, which isn't very well, no. do you really think he could run the country? Because I yeah. don't. Yeah. No. I don't think he can make a decision... Worth a fag end. No, yeah. And so also, the, the one thing he is famous for, when you talk about his great coronavirus strategy, is having to self-isolate. He's had it three, three times, times now. He's had to self-isolate. Is he I mean, out now or is he still isolating? Well, I think I he's back to Prime Minister's questions oh. tomorrow, but I'm not sure. But the point is, is that, you know, he's either not obeying the rules properly 
uh, or he's a complete and utter plank because he keeps yeah. mixing with people who've got COVID. Well, all the, but all these people who are making the rules and telling us to stay home, stop slaughtering nurses on the front mm. line, etc., 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 they're the ones getting COVID all the time. Yeah. How mm. does that work? He should mm. make a film, shouldn't he, called I mean, The Self-Isolator. <laughs> My COVID is back. <laughs> Yeah, it really, it, 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 if it wasn't so tragic, it would be hilarious. Oh, you've got to have a laugh. Go on, Dawn, come Right, on OK. This is um, your final one. This is one. my third one, yeah, yeah. This is my final one. This is Petter. This is the people's ah, yes. ethical treatment of animals. God bless them. Oh, my hair's falling out. Um, any case. <laughs> there were still a few left. It is COVID, actually. You know, it's probably bleach, actually. Yeah. Um, any case, <laughs> they have told people that they can't use insights like rat and pig as they are anti-animal slurs that degrade animals by applying negative human traits to certain species. Yes. So rather than calling someone a chicken, chicken. you have to call them a coward. A coward? A coward, yeah. And, and rather than using... It doesn't have the same ring, does it? No. And rather than saying, you know, rat, right. you have to call them a snitch. You dirty rat. Snitch. You dirty you snitch. You snitch doesn't have that quite does, the same no. ring about it. So everything, everything animal-related is that. So you can't be sheepish. You can't call someone who eats a lot of pig. Right. No, all that. What about a out. dog? Um, you can't oh, call people be, dog in any case. No. That'd be all right. No, no, you can't. Call yeah, I mean, I listened to Ian Collins interviewing this woman from Petter or Peter, whichever way you say it. Yeah, she's saying um, it. And mm. it was one of the funniest things I've ever heard because she was actually quite. She kind of was taking it quite well, but even you could tell she wasn't even that convinced by it. No, what's he was be- going. He was going. He was saying things like. Um, so how do you know the animals are upset by well, this? Exactly. You know, have this you, have you, you surveyed? How many cows have you surveyed? I'm going to stick up for Peter here because... Yeah, um, but that's because you're an animal rights I, I, activist. I, I, yeah, but it's because well, you're done around bit, the country yeah. soon. <laughs> what, I think what they're talking about is, is not that the animals will be upset, but if we use animals as derogatory terms, it will... Uh, influence the way we think about animals. That's we rubbish. Treat that's them. rubbish. Uh, that's, well, that's, what, no. that's the reason. Yeah, they're but you're saying surely not going to sit there. They're not there. suggesting Bloody animals snowflake, get upset. Excuse me. They are not suggesting animals get upset. Yes, they are. Them. They say no, you can't. Not. No, well, they're, they're not. You're degrading they're not. animals. They're saying it flavours the way we think. Yeah, about but listen. Animals. I can't remember the last time I called anybody a rat. Uh, or me a cow, neither. Uh, I, mean, or I don't a think dog. they're the greatest organisation in the world, but they're not complete idiots. I don't think. Well, I think they are actually complete. Do you really could use me, a rat, as a derogatory term? Oh, that was really yeah, but that's what. Yeah, but that's what we do to make fun of them, to try and point out to them to, that actually they should keep their mouths shut on things like this. Because be, yeah, I agree, it's not the greatest. It's not idea. a great yeah, idea. With it, yeah. I mean, they do have a little tiny bit of a sense of humour as right. well, because they do do some of this stuff tongue in cheek because it gets people. It gets publicity. Yes, and that's fine. This one's worked. And we have to go and hug an animal. Or whatever, right. but I mean, it, it is like uh, you know, Winter Watch is in trouble. Well, it is. I mean, and, and what about Back to the Future when they keep doing that chicken noise with yeah. uh, Michael J. Fox? You yeah. know, when you chicken, yeah, yeah. you know, and they do well, it all the way well, through why the is film. Winter Watch in trouble. Well, all the beavers and the tits and the cocks and things they use in that. You can't, you know, you, you, they, they make jokes about them all the time, Kev. You really well, they, well, they do the double entendre thing. Yes. Yeah, well, so you can't do you that can't anymore, can you? can't do that anymore because the animals get that. upset. Well, what That's she said... That's not though, is it? Well, well it could it be. Well, no, they didn't say that. What? They said that you, should, you shouldn't use animals as a derogatory well, yeah, you're term. You're laughing. You're yeah, but if you're laughing, but if you're that's not derogatory. Well, if you're laughing at the yeah, but if you're laughing at the use well, of the word tit, that means you see a bird as a, as a yeah, ridiculous yeah. form of uh, of animal, and you basically see them as a as a creature of fun or a figure of idiocy. You know, the first time women were called uh, birds. When the first reference to it is in Beowulf, the very first. Uh, text in Anglo-Saxon English. Is it? The very first thing ever written in English uh, referred to women as birds and no one knows why. Why? Why? Well, no one well, knows he said why. no one knows why. why. Well, he just said no one knows know. why. Well, why don't you ask Peter? Maybe why they'll know. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, 
where did this come from? <laughs> but I mean, here's the other thing. Um, if they, uh, they say that uh, you shouldn't do it, because what they're actually trying to educate people into, which I think is insidious and rather sinister, is to try and stop people eating meat. Now, that's none of their business, what we do. Now, they can try and influence us, but they shouldn't be saying, for example, one of the things this woman said was if you call somebody a pig, a filthy pig, that means that you're insinuating that pigs are filthy, whereas, in fact, they're very intelligent creatures. Well, they are intelligent creatures, yeah, but, but they're they also quite mud. dirty. Yeah, they live in mud. Um, and apparently, according to Peter, if you, if you, don't, uh, if you, if you think of pigs as, as filthy, um, you're more likely to eat them. Well, it should, no, the other way around, uh, isn't it? Well, yeah. And she also said, but if you, if you think they're intelligent, you won't want to eat them. Well, why not? They still taste the same. I don't care how intelligent the pig is. I don't go to the, 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 the butchers in Borough Market and go, look... I don't want those sausages. <laughs> I don't think they come from a very intelligent pig. Steak, here's, what, here's, what I, here's what I want. I want an intelligent pig to make some bacon from. How intellectual is this yeah. cow before has this, I buy this? You know, has this cow recited university? Edgar Allan Poe at yeah. any point just before it was slaughtered <laughs> with an electric hammer? And I mean, can, I, can I just give the Law Society an honourable mention yes, in this while we're wandering down this particular road? Because they've all also issued an ultimatum this week saying that we shouldn't shorten people's names, our work colleagues' names, in case they're Offended. What? So I now have to address you as Michael right. and you as Kevin. Well, what if I've shortened it though to Mike? Well, but I have to ask first how you would like to be addressed. Right. How would you? Uh, how <laughs> Don't would you ask me how I go mis- address you because that's going to be no. dangerous. How would you misappropriate, say, Dawn? Though? You can't Dawn. really shorten that. Dawn. Dawn. But people, people always because my, my parents deliberately gave me a name that couldn't be shortened, so people lengthen it. But it's like people who've discovered, you know, not that it's a great secret that my first actual name is Archibald. And when they think they want to annoy me on Twitter, the reason it's funny to you is because it's not a normal sounding name. But actually in Scotland, loads of people are called Archie. Archie yeah. It's a yeah. very common name, right? And it was Your the first born, right? it was my dad's yeah. name and it was the first born son of the first born mm-hmm. son who mm-hmm. kept being mm-hmm. called Archibald. Mm-hmm. So, so my mother agreed on the, on the grounds that it would never be used and it would just be, I would always be called Michael. But it's my first name. But people think I'm annoyed if they call me, like if they're trying to get at me at Twitter, they call me Archie and I'm like, Okay, I'm still waiting for the um, I, you know I the insult. In and actually, now. now it's quite a trendy name. It's quite trendy. Well, I mean, well, obviously, well, because Megan, of you know, you know, baby Archie. But it, it also sounds to make you sound sort of like you know quite interesting. Interesting. Yeah. That's the other reason. That's the other reason I don't use it. Obviously, <laughs> you know. <laughs> but that, I mean, listen. I think Peter's a very good one. The Law Society can be sort of tagged on at the end. Been now, a pig gonna... of the year, isn't it, Kev? Uh, yeah. It has been a right old dog. Yeah, I hate those rats who say that. <laughs> it's like rats leaving a sinking ship. Um, is that Bunch allowed? Do you say that? You don't anyway. that sheepish about it, Kev. Yeah. It's bad news also Stop for that. buffalo mozzarella, isn't it? What about that? Are you allowed to you yeah. say that anymore? Buffalo mozzarella? Probably not. Well, I mean, it does come from buffaloes. Yeah, yeah. but that's not derogatory, is it? Isn't it? I don't know. Well, like, you might be. You said a cheese. How it's dare you call that cheese buffer? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's Maybe enough of that. Maybe the cheese would be offended. Um, that's butter, cheese, covered. Yeah, yeah. With this I'm going to go back to politics. Special. I'm going to go back to politics. And I'm going to, my final nominee is actually the European Union. <laughs> now, obviously, okay. you covered a fair bit of this with, win, yeah. with Nicola Sturgeon yeah. because uh, of her reaction to what happened um, last week, not just when uh, this vaccine nationalism first got mentioned by the EU and Ursula von der Leyen, uh, as we like to call her. But, you know, I was incredibly gobsmacked more than ever on Friday night when we realised that the European Union was not only um, trying to tell us that they weren't going to give us any vaccines, but they tried to put into Northern Ireland a hard border with I, the Republic, which is the one thing, which they is the one thing they've told us we could I never know, do. I know, I know. And then I, I, within, what, an hour of them doing it, um, 
it was rescinded. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't. I literally, I was, I was busy I doing stuff that. at home. Who could? And I, and I was, I suddenly found that all of this had happened in the space of an hour. I was going, what's going on? But, this but, is incredible. There, wasn't there excuses like, oh, we didn't understand what it meant? Well, yeah. No, they, said what? It was, they said it was an administrative error. Yeah. Right. Was it hell? I think oh, it was it hell. An administrative error putting her in charge of anything. Yeah. It was just a really bad error for giving her that job. And also, what they've now managed to do is completely undermine. Um, the communities in Northern Ireland who they've been trying for so long to make sure are okay. I mean, Michael Gove, who you mentioned earlier, has made a, made a speech, a statement today, saying that you know there's a bit of unrest in parts of Northern Ireland where we'd really rather not like to see mm-hmm. it because of this European Union action. They've also upset almost every other European yeah. country yeah. because they're all saying, well, we, we, we need more vaccinations than you're prepared to give us. Yeah. And I mean, you know, as they've a, just completely shot themselves in the foot. As, um, uh, uh, as was said about Ursula van der Leyen, she pulled off an absolutely amazing feat. Uh, in one fell swoop, she managed to unify uh, the UDP, the, uh, the DUP, DUP, yeah. uh, Sinn Féin, yeah. Tony Blair, yeah. Boris Johnson, yeah, un- Keir Starmer. Yeah. She managed to unify yeah. all these sworn enemies yeah. who just descended on her mm. like a pack of wolves and just said, "You cannot do that." And that's what shocked her into U-turn. Yeah. How can they ever come back from I this? Don't think I they don't can. understand. Well, do you know, I can. think it's going to get a lot worse as well because once they do start to roll out the vaccine properly there's going to be all sorts of rows between countries as to who gets what and some countries are going to be ordering more independently which they're not supposed yeah. to do it's all supposed to go through the european medicines agency it's going to be chaos it's like carnage one, you know once the dutch are rioting every night they wanted to all do yeah. the astrazeneca vaccine the same time and they as were us, told and they, they couldn't stop yeah so i know germany so did france yeah. and they're all yeah and they're all now having a go saying that this, this, the, this european union business is a complete and utter shambles and in fact they already started saying that before they did this thing mm. because of the way that mm. they've been so useless. I think it, what it's proved, this saga, it reminds you of lots of other uh, moments in EU history. First and foremost, the EU is useless. Mm. It's just yes. useless. Mm. A massive And this has proved it. This has exposed mess. it. This has really exposed yeah. it. Even if you're a Romania, you're thinking now, well, hold on a Well, minute. as Kevin says, once Tony Blair's thrown the EU under the bus, you well, know you're yeah, in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, federalism is an impossible dream. Yeah. It goes against human nature. People want to... You look to yourself... You want to look after yourself, you want to look after your neighbour. Uh, to, to be told like this vague concept, look after the whole world, yeah, yeah. it just doesn't work. Well, the World Health Organisation gets an honorary mention as well, actually, because they put out um, a tweet suggesting that uh, when we've finished vaccinating the vulnerable in this country, we should basically stop I, I, vaccinating everybody else and let the rest of the world catch up. Right. Really? Really? That's not happening in my that world. That is not I'm happening. Sorry. We ordered. We ordered in time. We paid up front. We've done nothing wrong at all. We need to get everybody in this country hmm. vaccinated. I mean, can you imagine after. the noises that would be coming from the Ramonas if it was the other way around? Yeah. And we weren't getting enough vaccinations. Because well, it's of going, by the way. It looks like we're going to finish our vaccine program in May. Really? The whole country wow. we're talking about, which is amazing. That is amazing. Brilliant, isn't it? Well, let's hope that they follow. About it. Ten million, well, let's hope that they follow that, yeah. follow that up with uh, opening the pubs. I can oh. do with a beer. Yeah. Hey? Good. Right now. <laughs> now, now, right, okay. now. Open them now. Yeah. So that's the nine. We have, Ooh, you know what you have to do now. That flew past. Now what you have to do. Now, the last time around, I think Kevin chose mine. So why doesn't Kevin choose yours this okay. time? Okay. So you give him your three. Right. Mine was Peta. Mm-hmm. Um, it was Prince. You know I'm not going for that. <laughs> I might actually force him. It was Peta, and that's your only option. Actually, I should do, just to be contradictory. Um, it's going to be um, Peta, Prince Harry, or Sadiq Khan. Well. Um, um, I think I'm going to go for... Go on, Peta. Uh, Peta. We know you want to say Peta. No, go no, on. I'm going to go for Sadiq Khan, uh, mainly on what... 
you said about spending money mm. uh, to establish the obvious that that London has suffered somewhat. Yeah, yeah. empty yeah. during <laughs> yeah. the lockdown. Who knew? <laughs> Who knew? Who yeah. knew? Thank God we spent millions. The only thing it's out. full but of is people also, working for Sadiq Khan. But also, also for acting as if nothing has happened, even though a high court judge has ruled his cycle lane takeover, his land grab in mm. London, unlawful. Yeah. He's done nothing, and he's got to start acting on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that. Right, Kev, you can choose one of mine, in that case. Yep. Mine are the EU, Sophia Collins and Angela Rayner. Uh, well, I think they're all very, very worthy uh, contenders. Uh, I'd love to go for Angela Rayner, but uh, given the week we've just hold been Hold on, through, hold on, hold on. This is wrong, isn't it? Why? He chose one of mine just now. Hey? Oh, well, yeah. Did I? Yeah, yeah I that's right. Yeah. So that's right. Yeah, you're that's absolutely right. Well, right. I didn't get to it, so you're on. Yeah, well, lucky you didn't choose one. Yeah. Well done. Thank God she's here. <laughs> I thought I'd change the format of the show. Yeah, by yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, you better me. choose. Better choose mine. Cut and do on the show. to give them again. Oh, Angela Rayner, the EU, and Sophia Collins. Who she? I know, but I mean, that's just, I'm so tempted to go for her, even though I. I well, think, it's very, it's very um, current. Because it is funny. And it's not going to happen again. Is I it think. funny? I think so. It's very, very funny. funny yeah. Yeah. I think what's even funnier is that she's now blocked everybody from looking at it. Because she obviously put it out thinking nobody's going to care about this. I, I, I look, tempting as Angela Rayner is, um, and her first class travel. I'm, ge- I'm going to go for the Butter Girl. Yes, I think I'm that's sorry. a very good choice, I'm Sophia sorry, Collins. Sophia, very good. It was funny. All right. Now, what do we do now? I choose his. Right? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Maybe you should just be in charge. So you do my, like that. Mine were uh, Michael Michael Gove for practicing yes. cancel culture on Desmond Swain. Uh, Nicola Sturgeon for failing to clarify her position in apparently backing the EU uh, when it was trying to stop 3.5 million vaccines getting here for the old mm. and the vulnerable, including people in Scotland. When is she going to tell us what her position really was on that? Uh, and uh, finally, Keir Starmer uh, for it, at every single turn, never really opposing Boris Johnson, but just saying, if I was in charge, I'd have done it earlier yeah. and better. Right. Well, I think it's got to be Nicola Sturgeon. Nicola Sturgeon. Not least Absolutely. because the EU didn't quite make it into the final three, so we've got to keep some connection with the yeah. EU. So I think, oh, oh, she is, so I I think mean, Nicola Sturgeon yeah. definitely. On every level. Very, very uh, worthy contender. On every right. level. So it's Nicola Sturgeon, it's Sophia Collins, and which one did you pick of hers? Um, Petra, I think it was. Was it Petra? That was not Petra. <laughs> it was Sadiq Khan. Sadiq Khan, there you go. We nearly, we nearly uh, oh. got it. <laughs> so, conned me. So, so Sadiq Khan, Nicola Sturgeon, <laughs> Sophia Collins. I would say, uh, without fear or favour, that's got to be Nicola, isn't it? Yeah, yeah I too. think so. Number I, one. I, I think so. Look, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, I was going to nominate her as well, but, you know, we let him have it because yeah. he has to win something. Yeah, because you've had it the last couple of <laughs> weeks. We can't keep giving you the winners. <laughs> So let's go with Sophia Collins for number two then, because I think she because deserves it. Because it's different as well. We yeah. did actually talk about yeah. butter for half an hour. Exactly right. So, uh, in that case, in third place, Sadiq Khan. Second place, Sophia Collins. Nicola Sturgeon, you win Plank of the Week. Well done, Nicola. Well done, well, Thank Nicola. you very much Woo! indeed. Was a worthy winner. Yeah. Well done, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe to us on YouTube. Dawn and Kevin, thank you as ever. We'll see you next week. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ 
the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.